they said get out or get in. They did say get out, right? Get out. Go sit get down. Out, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're no, no, including. You're saying it's too proper. You're saying it's too proper. <sighs> okay, say it for me, Tasha. Say it. How it go? Go sit down. Go sat down somewhere. Go sit down. Sit down. Sit. <laughs> not sit. Don't, not go sit. Go sit down. Go sit down somewhere. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for okay, the, the translation because, uh, you know, sometimes yeah, language can I'm be sorry. a little weird. But I know. Um, so just like, you know, they tell you, go, go sit down some way. I get out of grown folks' business. Or, right. you know, the men, they have their locker room conversations. And the women, we got our little hair salon conversations as well. This is for everyone. This is for the grown folks, okay? We're going to talk about things that we usually sweep under the rug. And I feel like it's a conversation that has to be had between both men and women. So tonight's topic is based on mental health awareness, acting now. And joining us, we have our first guest. His name is Sam Walker. What's up, Sam? Yo, what's up? How y'all doing? Awesome. Hey, Sam. How are you? <laughs> Man, I am, I am blessed. I am black. I am proud. Um, mm. I'm all the above. You feel what I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead. Tasha, see, wait, first of all, Sam, before we even get into it, Tasha just got on me about how I said sit down, but then she's like, hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait I mean, quick. <laughs> see? listen, I, <laughs> wait, it's called a chameleon. I know how to be who I am. Right. I am who I, I am. Like, she just switched you up know? on me. I was like, hold on. I just lost it. Who's this? <laughs> what? I am who I is. I'm going to be who I is. Well, I'm glad <laughs> right. he caught it, too, and it wasn't just me. Um, so, yes, right. we have Sam Walker tonight as our first guest on the Truth Serum. If you guys have something to say, if you got questions, the number is 515-602-9647. Once again, the number is 515-602-9647. Yes, quiet storm. Now, if you are <laughs> looking to advertise on the show, you can send us an email. The subject line must say at so we know what you're sending this email about. So it's um, at to he said what radio dot I'm sorry, I'm about to mess it all up. He said what radio at gmail dot com. Also make sure that you follow us on Instagram. You can find me at underscore simply Bree underscore and Tasha. You can find me at no underscore the number one underscore uno, U-N-O. Yes, no one you know. Also, be sure to check out all of our past episodes. Um, Take a look at the He Said What Radio. Download each episode because it's more than one show. We have this show, and then I also have the He Said What show, and that comes on every Tuesday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the network period, we are having merchandise giveaways, so make sure that you tune in to find out more details. Our winner last night was Samaya Foster. She was our first winner for the giveaway, so congratulations to her. Hey, and yay. Yes, every Thursday you can catch, I'm sorry, every Wednesday you can catch the Truth mm-hmm. Serum from 8 p.m. To 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
each show, we're going to have different topics, and we're going to have different guests. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, as I said, we have our guest Sam with us. I will start it off. I want the both of you to state one thing that you have decided to do differently since the COVID-19 quarantine began. And we'll let Tasha start. She'll kick it off. Tasha, what's one thing thing that you've done differently? Um, hmm, I've, I've done so many different things since COVID happened. Um, well, I've decided to um, try to let go of some of the things that I had been holding on to material-wise because um, I have a thing with letting go. So I've been throwing something away. Like trash day is Wednesday, so I purposely throw stuff away um, or prepare it for the trash on Sunday and Monday, and I make sure mm-hmm. that it's actually in the trash on Tuesday. So, because for me, if once something's in the garbage, I'm I'm not getting it out of the garbage. I have a thing about going in the <laughs> trash. So once it's in the garbage, it's in the garbage. I mean, if I said, "Hey, Sabrina, do you want?" or "Hey, you know, Alicia, do you want?" or "Hey, Tanisha, do you want?" and don't nobody say nothing, it's in the garbage. <laughs> wow. So it's in the garbage. You know, because I've had it literally. I've had it for a while. And if I've offered to give it someone, give it to someone, and someone didn't say they wanted it for whatever reason, you know, I feel like I've had a bad experience with Goodwill and some of these other charitable companies. Like they get certain things to sell, and they don't give it to the people who really need it, and it just sits places. I'm like, well, you know, if it's gonna sit somewhere, it's gonna sit in the trash, and I'm gonna just right. throw it in garbage. So that's mm. how I feel about it. So that's what I've okay. done. And it's, okay. it's been working, so. Hmm. All right, Sam, what about you? What have you done differently? Um, I have recently become a part of the sober lifestyle. Mm. So I have dedicated my life to sobriety. Um, I think mm. next next Monday would make it close to three months now. Wow. Nice. Um, That's and awesome. I also quit. Yeah. And I quit smoking too. Um, wow. As you know, Bri, I, was, I was a big, yeah, I was a big black and mild smoker um, yeah. for the last 10 years actually of my life. And so COVID has really sat me down, um, had me figuring myself out, you know, dealing with a lot of things. And I just realized, like, hey, you know, this has really been a part of my life for a long time. And I think that I didn't have control over it as much as I thought I did. And I just want to rid myself of it, you know. So, yeah, that was, like, one of my changes, of the many changes that COVID right. brought in my life. Wow. that's Congratulations, man, because that's, that's definitely something hard to do, especially when you've been so used to doing it for such a long period of time. Um, but it right. goes to show you yeah, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah that's that's sure. a good, that's a great thing. That's it's very challenging to let go of something so addictive like smoking. I mean, whether mm-hmm. it be right. cigarettes, black or whatever. I mean, uh, you know, my my real job 
<laughs> Look, the one that really pays the bills is in the medical field, so I can mm-hmm. really identify with people who have those type of um, vices. Uh, yeah. And it's right. hard to let go mentally and physically to those mm-hmm. things because uh, yeah. they become coping mechanisms. So. Right. Um, Congratulations but, and bravo. Yes. Thank you. Um, the one thing that I have decided to do differently since COVID-19's quarantine was to really put more focus on doing things that make me happy and not mm. so much making everybody else happy. Because a lot of the times I'm very guilty of putting others before myself to the point where it stresses me out and I don't like that feeling. So, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like I first have to identify with what some what are the things that I enjoy doing. What what is it that I get a kick out of? And then go and put the same amount of energy that I was given to others, put it into myself. And that is where the birth of these shows have actually come from because I love talking to people and speaking to people, but I also love to listen because I love to learn. So this right here is a win-win for me because I still get to help people but it also helps me in return. So um, that has been something that I have done differently, and it's working out very well. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. It's working out, you know. Yeah, and I'm excited to just see it grow. So every every guest that I, I get on the show, I'm just equally as excited because, you know, people could, be like, no, I don't, I don't want to get up there and, and what speak my mind. No, I'm afraid of what people may say or how people may judge me. But right. I have guests who get up here and really spill the beans, and I'm just like, oh my god, thank you, thank you. Right. So, thank it's you so very much. Yeah, help me help you. So right. going it into is. tonight's topic, mental health awareness acting now a lot of the time to wait until something negative happens before we decide hey you know I should probably change what I'm doing and maybe how I'm thinking why Sam do you think that's the case why are we more reactive instead of being proactive um you know, I can I can only speak for myself, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure there's a lot of people that can agree to what I'm about to say. But uh, I think it's really just a learned behavior. You know, I learned that throughout my entire life to react to things instead of you know procreating them like different scenarios or being mm-hmm. proactive in creating situations um, for myself. Um, and as I got older, I didn't really pay attention to me reacting to situations um, or, under, or understanding that I could create a situation for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in terms of me and my mental health, yeah, it was like, I, it's not like it was a bad thing that happened to me, but mm-hmm. just this downtime really allowed me to uh, become one with myself 
and, and start mm-hmm. to understand myself more because I had a lot of time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. totally agree with that. I, I actually see a different view, though. I see that view as well, but I see a different view. And my view is that we, in this world, we are so ready for everything to be readily available, like they say, microwave society, that it's, it's easier to pop off. It's easier to re- react. You don't, we don't think about big picture. Like right. a lot of times, because I can say, speak for myself, I can't speak for anyone else, but for myself, I never, you know, think about the big picture or how things happen or will happen to me in the long run. I'm thinking about what's happening to me right now, like right, right. this second. I'm mad right now. But I don't think, okay, if I'm mad right now and I express myself to Sam, how that's going to affect you and how that's going to affect our relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't think about that. I just think it's going, I'm going to get this off my chest. I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let this fester. I'm going to tell him how I feel. And that's Mm. normally, I'm like, I see a lot of people reacting like that. So it's easier to be reactive to stuff, you know. If, if, say, your car breaks down. And I used to to work in a jail. And I used to tell people this, too, all the time. They're so mad because they came into jail. This shouldn't have happened to me. My car broke down and, and, and they did this to me and that to me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you, have you ever taken the time to think that you may be here because it's saving your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, right. This, being at this point in time in this situation could be saving your life from something else. Your car mm-hmm. broke down. It could have saved you from being hit by a truck. But you're so mad. Somebody sold me a piece of crap. And it broke down, or he ain't fixed this cop, da 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 and you just flip, 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 mouth, 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 and then you don't take time to say, you know what, I'm still here. <laughs> right. Back. You'll call somebody to come get me. I can still walk to the da 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 you know. If we don't think about the big picture, it's just I'm mad, or I'm upset, or I'm hurt, or whatever the case may be right now. Right. We take a lot of things for granted. Mm-hmm. For a sure. lot of stuff. So, you know what the interesting I, I like, thing? I'm sorry, Tasha. What? No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know what the interesting thing is? A lot of the times we tend to um, use how we were raised as the reason behind our behaviors as an adult. Yes. But if you think about it like okay growing up for me and now let's talk about dating growing up for me I was always taught um you know the man what what, what was it something about the man is supposed to oh oh play hard to get that's it play hard to get supposed to play hard to get play hard to get play hard to get but yet growing up and becoming an adult yeah I understand why they want you to play hard to get but those circumstances are no longer applicable to these times. So what may have worked back then may not actually work now. Now, granted, yeah, you have – I'm not saying playing hard to get is a bad thing, but in Atlanta, 
Come on. You can play come, hard come on. if you want to. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get golf. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might eventually. You, you might be. You might eventually. It's, you know, anyway, that's a different subject on a different time yeah. at a different episode. <laughs> that might be next week. But the point of what I'm right. saying is a lot of the times we use growing up what we were taught as a child or what we've seen as the reason as to why we behave now. But as an adult, you have the ability to make a conscious decision for yourself. Just because someone told you something or you grew up learning something does not necessarily mean that that's the right thing to do. Period. Exactly. That's that's, Mm -hmm. that's along the same lines with what he's saying. Learn. Learn behavior. You you blame it on learned behavior, but it's really, you know, right. it's time for you as an adult to learn your own behavior, teach yourself right. something new. And I think that's what COVID has taught a lot of people. Like, you know what? Um, I was taught how to do it this way, but now I can't. I can't go outside. I can't be with so-and-so every day. I can't be all up under Sue or John every day. You know, I can't call or I should call the person who – I, I don't call people. I don't. I don't call people. I don't do that. But you should not, because right. not only are right. you home alone, they're home alone too. You right. know, be is teaching a lot of people to be the bigger person when you never were. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it, I agree it, with you. It's, it's teaching. It's teaching people a lot of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot of bad things that has happened to COVID, but I've seen so many positives that has happened out of it. So. Right. Right. I think um, and, oh my bad. Yeah, I was just gonna no, 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 piggyback real quick. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, there's like this, there's a sense of accountability that you gotta take for mm-hmm. your life as you get older, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, yes. um, you know, it's not up to the person. Like I'll speak for for me because I'm a man. Uh, it's not up to the man when he becomes a man, right? And when I say this, you're gonna understand what I mean by it. Um, because a lot of a lot of us think that we are men by what we have, not how we think. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so you have a lot of like uh, grown boys, right? Uh, mm. From what I'm seeing mm-hmm. out here, right? And that's not my own terminology. There's like a whole podcast out here on that too. And I like yeah. that movement, and I like that saying. Um, because as a man, you start to learn to hold yourself accountable for basically any and all things in your life, whether you mm-hmm. uh, created them or not. And what that does is it forces you to use your mind and think. Think your way through situations and problem solve. That is the mind of a man. You know what I'm saying? Um, that is the mental capacity of a man in order to do that, to will the things that they think into physical reality. And so when you hold yourself accountable to learn and ask questions about what you learn throughout your entire life, you have no choice but to go seek those answers. You know what I'm saying? Like if it doesn't yeah. feel right. Um, yeah. So for anybody that's listening, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I would advise you to take this time and really just go out. And if you got all these questions, like stop asking people, go research it for yourself. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you will figure out the answers to the questions that you have about yeah. this thing called life. Yeah. Yeah. Not only Go that, on. but I think that 
people need to, going back to what you said, I think people need to stop waiting to um, decide to find help within themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, we're talking about mental health. Um, Why wait until you're on the verge of a breakdown Mm -hmm. or in the midst of a breakdown to be pushed to get help? Mm -hmm. Why is it, you know, it shouldn't be such a stigma to get mental health because all it is in actuality is you're talking to an autonomous person that can give you insight to who you really are. That's it. But everybody that I know as, as I've become an adult has such a stigma, a negative connotation towards mental health, Mm -hmm. not just mental health, but getting help in, in, in the midst of mental health. Why wait? Right. Why wait? I'm like you, Sam. Get to do the research. Find out what it is that you can do to empower yourself. What it is that you can do to make your mental stability stronger. Find it is. Find out what it is, or research what it is to find your own truth, your own identity. You know, right. your own standards, your own manhood, defining your own manhood or womanhood. But it's like we had to be forced into COVID to to do some research. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. That's what it is. So, yeah. COVID we had said, to be, sat out, had out to be somewhere. Forced. Yes, yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. COVID was like, sat out, sat out. Right. Go Google it. Google me. If you hadn't heard, Google me. Sat out exactly. and Google me and get your life right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, going back to what Sam was talking about accountability, um, a question that I do have for you when you hold yourself accountable, right, and you make moves towards a positive lifestyle, what happens to those people that you typically were associating yourself with? And this is new friends and old friends. Mm. What kind of reaction okay. do they give you? Man, um, I've been blessed enough to get a very positive reaction from most of my family members and friends. Um, there's only been like, I think two accounts where the conversation wasn't, um, as fluid as before because Mm -hmm. just my thinking patterns and and my topics of conversation were just, we, we didn't connect on that to begin with on a positive level. You feel what I'm saying? Um, so it was like, we were trying to like force the conversation a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, I've I've actually impacted people enough to want to change also because they see the benefits of what I've done or what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, for instance, like, you know, uh, exercising, seeing the benefits of, you know, maybe not drinking as much for them versus me just not drinking at all. Right. Um, and seeing that, yo, you actually, some like, yo, you can stop smoking. Mm-hmm. And still be in the same environment and prosper. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not like you react to things the same way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and just what you can do to really self-improve. Uh, they just really have just given me, like, a lot of blessings and just like, yo, you really inspired me to make a change. I don't know what to change first. And so we have conversations about it. Um 
you know, my little cousin, she wants to lose weight. So she's taking mm-hmm. action. Uh, one of my family members doesn't want to really drink as much. So we come up with a plan because of my plan that I did. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, yeah, I think the change is infectious. Mm-hmm. It's really infectious. Yeah. Um, it is. More so positive change than negative change, to be honest with you. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah it is. That's awesome, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, it. Um, I think when people see, especially someone close to them, changing their behavior, whether it's their lifestyle, whether it's their way of thinking, it just it 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 confirms that hey, if they can do it, I can do it. Like it, it's right. almost like a comparison, but it's a, mm. it's a positive comparison. Like okay, well, um, I didn't. Mm. Tasha. Natasha's not agreeing. What's up, Tasha? Oh man! Look, we got we got two minutes before we bring our next guest up, Tasha. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, real quick, like, mm-mm. okay, because you know what? I've already I've always heard this. You know, why are you so conceited that you think people hate? No, you. I don't think it's hate. I think it's jealousy. Mm. If you see me succeeding, you see me making changes. Then now there's the ridicule. There's the mocking. There's the, oh, now all of a sudden you don't want to call me anymore. You don't want to hang out. You don't got time for me. You're better than me. Because you see me changing. You think you're better than me. No, I'm not thinking that I'm better than you. I'm trying to better myself, period. Mm. Mm. It's not not about you. It's not your birthday. It's about me. (laughs) And that's that's what people hate to hear is that now the situation from a person like you and me, you know, Bree, it's like mm-hmm. we've dedicated all this time and energy to putting somebody else first except for us. And now that we're right. putting us first, it's like, well, wait, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, what you doing? What happened? Don't you know yeah. that I needed you to call me? Don't you know I needed you to take me somewhere? Don't you know I needed your shoulder to crown? I'm like, well, you know I needed my own shoulder to crown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I needed you just to need more shoulder. fingernails. I'm going to need to use my shoulders for me And then when they become stronger I can share with you But right now I can't right. The, sh- the well, sharing truck is gone <laughs> well, Speaking of the sharing truck um, What we're going to do Is uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break And then we will bring back our um, Bring up our next guest And then at 9 o'clock we will actually have Both men up for our little group discussion So you guys Sit back and I hope we'll be back, okay? This is Ananak Production. Coming soon. Cheating. Creeping. Getting caught. The Liar's Den, Cheating, A Rude Awakening, written by Reed. How will you handle the truth? Pre-order your copies at jampublishing.net. Are you interested in finding out just what men really think when it comes to the male perspective? Have you found yourself in a situation where his actions just don't make any sense? Well, I have the show for you. 
Tune in every Tuesday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to He Said What on Blog Talk Radio, where the host Simply Bree invites a different male guest each week to have a real discussion with real questions. Uh-oh. All right, we are back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is the Truth Serum. I am your host, Simply Bree, and I got on the line with me as well. Who is my co-host slash host? Tasha. What's my name? Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So tonight's topic is based on mental health awareness acting now and our first guest that we just had up was sam walker he is going to be rejoining us at nine o'clock right now we have our next guest his name is Derek brown and if you guys are actually interested in chiming in the phone number that you want to dial is area code 515-602-9647 once again, Once the number again. 515-602-9647. You know I mess up real quick. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, I had to help you out because I was like, listen, I don't want to fumble. I don't, you know, she got to get her life together. Right. Derek, welcome to the show. How's it going this evening? <laughs> it, it sounds like y'all having a good time. My evening's, my evening's good. Thank you. That's awesome. So as you know, we are talking about acting now. Why why do you think people are more quick to be reactive than actually being proactive? And that can be with any situation. Oh, man, there's so many different explanations for that. Um, I think one it heavily depends on your context, but a lot of times when we're if we're dealing with relationships, if we're dealing with even your work environment, if you're dealing with wherever you are, typically people respond or react rather more out of their hurt and previous trauma. Um, mm-hmm. I was I was actually listening to your last segment, and and y'all were having mm-hmm. a very good discussion talking about how uh, the childhood affects you, but at a certain point as an adult you have to begin to, to reorganize that thinking. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that couldn't be more true. A lot of times when we have a knee-jerk reaction, we're having a knee-jerk reaction because somebody stepped on a bruise. Mm-hmm. If you can think of a time in which you were hurt or you may have had a sprained ankle or a hurt wrist or a, a knee injury or whatever, if someone, or even just a bruise on your arm or whatever, if someone poked you or poked your injury, you instantly respond. You instantly have a reflex. Yeah. It's your your emotions yeah. are the ex, almost the exact same way. If someone steps on a particular nerve, they call you a particular name, and it sparks a memory. Mm-hmm. That thing fires quick, and so before mm-hmm. you know it, yeah. you've already rambled off some curse words I can't even pronounce on radio. Um, on this show, you can because can't, you hurt. But... Okay, I've, I, I've listened. I've listened to y'all. I believe it. Uh, but <laughs> but it's it's just. It's just that quick. It's, it's a knee-jerk trauma reaction for a lot of people, depending on the context. And, yeah. you know, it's, okay, Derek. It's, uh, uh, wait, it can be painful. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Okay, Here she go. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm not. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, <laughs> but if, um, if you've had the opportunity to heal, 
that wound? Do you think that you would respond so quickly if it was healed? Like if that wound had a scab, are you going to respond fast if somebody poked your scab as opposed to if somebody poked an open wound, they keep sticking their finger in salt in that open wound? Because I'm mm. like, if, if, it, if it started to heal, then you're not going to respond so fast because that's sort of like what I was saying before. You know, people respond fast because they don't take the time to think about the big picture or they don't time to put things in perspective. So they respond quick. And, and it's the same as the, the open wound or the scar or the sore or whatever. They haven't taken the time to heal or release or let that go scab up. So I'm just asking. I mean, what you think? No, no, that's a good question. Thank you for that question. So on, on your previous point where you're talking about people don't see the big picture, I definitely agree with you 100%. When you when you hit a, a certain a certain frame of mind, you ain't think about nothing. You about to hand this person they butt on a platter because they done they done came across you a certain type of way. And so your your ideology of being able to keep a hold of the uh, big picture slips out the window. I agree with you on that. However, um, and I want to mention this too. So thank you for bringing that up. There's a difference between being healed and being numb. Mm. A lot of people think they're mm, healed mm, mm. because they don't feel any pain anymore, mm. and they're not healed. They've just become numb in that area, and that does not mean yeah. that they cannot be poked, provoked, or angered. It just simply mm. means in that particular little space, they've numbed their pain out with something else. Mm-hmm. So they're not mm-hmm. healed. They're mm-hmm. just numb. And so you can be on your way to healing and still have a knee-jerk reaction. Because even when you have a scab, a scab is a sign that you you haven't healed all the way. Right. It's in the process of. It's just in the process. So I could be totally good with myself. I could have taken time alone. I could have been working through things in therapy. But I could still not be ready to get back out into the social world because part of me isn't already there. So... Oftentimes, it's not till we get in the space where we're processing those feelings. For example, um, a lot of people will say, oh, I've been single for so many years, I'm ready to get back into a relationship, right? Because they don't feel Mm -hmm. anything anymore. They don't feel any anger or frustration or angst or whatever. The issue is a lot of people have not had anywhere else to process those old feelings. So they get into a relationship and they process their old feelings through a new situation. This is why Mm. male or female people get in there and they're like, why am I paying for the sins of the dude before me? Right. This is me. This is who I am. And it it might be who you are at that time, but you're processing old stuff. And you know you are when you're getting in arguments about stuff he or she ain't done yet. Yeah. Mm. Someone told me... It looks similar. This is... Real quickly, someone told me that exactly what you are describing, they call it past relationship residue. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what I've heard, too, is that you, um, when something like that happens, not just in relationships, but like when you allow someone to poke the bear or provoke you, is that you're allowing them to control how you respond to a situation instead of taking control for yourself. 
I think that's a good point. I think there's also another good point to make in there as well. Oftentimes when we have those responses, we blame the other person for those responses instead of mm-hmm. looking at why it caused the response that it that it caused. In the first place, so yes. In the first place. Like if if let's say I'm out with my with my lady one day, right, and we're just we're out having a good time and and she says or does something to me, and I instantly rear up. Mm-hmm. I'm offended. I'm upset. I'm angry. The easy response is, well, Derek, why'd you give her that much power to make you that angry? Mm-hmm. Right. But there's there's something going on with me that that made me respond that way. And oftentimes we're at war with our feelings because we think we should be in control and we should, you know, subjugate our feelings, Right. And to right, a certain degree, right. I understand that. But at the same time, your feelings are just as valuable tools as your logic. So they're trying yes. to tell you something. They're right. trying to make yes. you aware yes. of something. They're, they're screaming you at you what? like, hey, hey, do you see me over mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're angry for a reason. You're sad for a reason. You're crying for a reason. Hey, 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 pay attention. Right. Yeah. So I... If, oh. if we can partner with our feelings and do a lot of stuff, we'll actually get a lot further. Right. Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. So pick me. I got, I got to say something. Uh, <laughs> let me, let me see who else is in this classroom other than Tasha and myself, Sam, and Derek. Um, oh, I guess Tasha. Yeah, same. Pick me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. I am the class clown. I, I try not to be, but, you know, it's fun. So, yeah, anyway, uh, the thing I wanted to say is that what 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 caused me to to get excited is that we don't allow ourselves to live in the moment of our feelings because we're afraid to be vulnerable, and that's my yeah. truth. Yeah. I don't know anybody else's truth, but that's my truth. I, I have a problem with vulnerability, especially in front of new people, yeah. like new people that I've, I've decided to bring into a circle, my inner circle or one of the layers of my tree, my tree ring. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't be vulnerable initially. Like it, it takes me a, a while to work up to that vulnerability. So right. I can't allow myself to live in those feelings. I can't allow myself to address those feelings. So then they, they become bottled up like a shaken up soda. And once you pop the top, well, y'all know what happens when you pop the top on the shaken up soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. you know, right. that, that, you know, so I think that if we could if somehow, if, if we have the ability during this whole pandemic, if we, if we can allow ourselves to just be okay with our own vulnerability, whatever that is, crying, sadness, true. Yes, it is. I'm I'm currently working on that now. (laughs) For real, let's keep it funky. Let's keep it funky. Some of the stuff that we say to people, we don't really understand how hard that is for most people. Like we tell people all the time, like, just, just, just be yourself and be who you are. That's pretty hard if people don't like themselves at that begin with. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like I it's, feel like you know, when you tell somebody that, when you tell somebody that, it's like you you you're really talking to yourself. K 
can you do the things that you're asking someone else to do? Normally what I find is if you have someone who is comfortable enough to be themselves, by your display, you literally give other people permission to do it. Right. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing, leading by example. If if you allow people to be comfortable being themselves, like you said, others it, it's a, it's um contagious. That's what it is. It's therapeutic all in it itself. Is. Like the more that you are able to be relaxed and you feel like you're not being judged, you're going to want to do it even more, and especially with trans. Right. Here's one thing that I, I I think though, and I agree with that, but I think sometimes how we say it makes a difference. Because if I say I have to lead by example, it puts pressure on me to be a certain kind of way, right. whether I know it is or not. I mean, for me, it does. I, let me speak for myself. For me, it does. So mm-hmm. when I walk into a space and I'm trying to set a certain type of tone, it's not that I'm going into the space thinking this is who I have to be. If I'm trying to help people to be themselves or provide a safe space, then the best thing I can do is go in there and be comfortable with my own flesh, with with my own skin, with, with, with who I am in that space. Right. Because people can tell if you're trying to provide a comfortable space for them to be who they are, they can tell when you're faking. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, we we know when someone's faking with us and we and we don't and we want and they want to just get in our business and they just be a nosy for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we for should, sure. we know when that's happening. But if you've ever right. been around somebody who's legitimately comfortable in their own skin, who who really is just a chill person, you become a chill person. <laughs> you start right. finding permission to just let your hair down. Yeah. And yes. so yes. you know, if 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 we're willing to to be that thing that we're saying we're trying to find we give some people permission just by being comfortable with that part of ourselves that we're trying to provide to other people. Right. And that's the thing yeah. for me. We, we we try and make it about other people, but it's really about us. It's really right. about yeah. if, am I comfortable in this in this skin I'm in, in this personality that I'm in? Am I, am I okay being vulnerable in this space? If I'm in an AA meeting, Am I comfortable and vulnerable being able to say, look, I have an alcohol problem? Mm-hmm. Right. That by default gives other people permission. Right. So let me ask you this, because this tends to happen a lot. Um, why is it that we are more hesitant to seek mental counseling, um, but when it's given to us as an, op- an option during an ultimatum, we're willing to do it? So it's almost like, you go to counseling, or this is over. Then people are more willing to go. Or to you, or you lose your job. Well, well yeah. You go to counseling, or you lose your job. So it's almost like you got to force Yo, that's them. So real. You got to force so them real. to do it. it. Why? Why is that? Right. Why do you think um, it, it's like that? There is a litany of different stigmas associated with black people and mental health. The medical field, period, but mm-hmm. mental health specifically, and that has to do with not only what our we tend to, most black people, not all of us, but a lot of us tend to be very 
religiously conservative but socially liberal, right? Mm -hmm. So you have that factor. Then you have the idea that people tend to have this stigma about mental health that if you go see a professional, you're crazy, you're weak, you don't have enough faith yes. if, you're, if you're a spiritual person, you don't uh, believe yes. enough in God, you you don't, right. um, you just need more willpower because a lot of people, yes. especially people of color, and and I love my my people of color. However, as a as a black man, I can very much tell you that we think willpower cures everything. <laughs> I swear. We, we everything is a moral failure at that point. If if you don't have enough willpower to stop smoking, drinking, watching porn, having depression, uh, whatever it is, it's some sort of mental or emotional or moral failure. And mm -hmm. a lot and of us will not go for that reason. I had a homegirl of mine, say, and I love her you? to death. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Say what you got to say. I was going to say, don't they, don't people, men specifically, equate that lack of willpower with the weakness? With weakness? Yes. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Men, Go ahead. We, I'm sorry. And, and, and you have to understand that therapy requires vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yes. In order for therapy to work, it requires vulnerability. And not just men, but people in general have a problem with vulnerability. Yes. So especially men, we don't want to go. You mean I'm, I might get in here and cry? You mean I might mm -mm. get in here and show my real self to somebody? I ain't you know, no punk. I might get in here with my girl, and you and I may and I may get in here with my girl, and she may see me, you know, start to curl up and get a little oh, quote unquote weak. You what? I ain't going. Yeah. Not just weak. And it, wait a minute, because I'm currently in therapy. Okay, so it's not even about hey. I may show the sign that I need to cry or that I get weak. I may show the sign. I may show her or him or someone else the other side of the mask that I wear because we all wear a two-sided hey. mask. And the other side of the mm -hmm. mask is I could be an angry person, and that's okay if it's, if it's facilitated in the right way. But somebody you show that to may be like, ooh, wait, I – I don't know that right. person. Oh, ooh, that scares me. Well, you know, it's okay right. to be angry, but instead of holding that in, so now you want me to become a killer. I, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. I, but hello, don't push me. <laughs> and people, and right. the people in the world today are pushing, baby. They are pushing hard. And mm -hmm. all of these people who look docile and quiet and calm and meek, you are pushing, not just with yeah. one finger. You pushing with your entire fist behind them, and you don't think that they're gonna lash out that they didn't right. need therapy. Get, get it, get for real. Get your life right. together. Okay, Derek, what were, what were you true. saying? You're saying you have a female friend. Oh, uh, to comment on that, I, that was a, that was a perfect comment, actually. Um, by default, anger is a secondary emotion, right? But mm -hmm, men mm -hmm. tend to feel more comfortable showing anger than they do the hurt that is causing the anger. Yeah. Mm. Because those mm. are Thank those that. are permissible emotions for men. Anger, passion, being stoic, those are all permissible permissible emotions for men. And here's what's so cold yeah. about that. Because of the fact that women by default not all the time, but women tend to reinforce that. 
Why? Mm-hmm. Because you'll hear it. I've heard it in the store, and it drives me nuts. I've heard mothers tell their their son, "Don't cry. You don't want to be a little suck girl, do you?" Mm-hmm. Right. Suck it up. I've, I've heard. Suck it up. I've heard women. Example: I had a homeboy who was on campus back in the, when I was an undergrad, and he was leaning on my shoulder. His mom had died. You know, he was he was weeping bitterly. I had a young lady walk past me, and excuse my language, I don't approve of this, but she walked she walked by us, and she was he was leaning on my shoulder weeping, and she walked past me and goes, faggot. <gasps> now because he was weeping, you don't even know the circumstance. He, no, she didn't know anything. She knew nothing. But all she saw was me hugging my bro, because she don't know why he's crying. But here's the thing. Men, we tend to hang ourselves mm-hmm. when it comes to being able to cope with and understand and have language to talk about our emotions. But right. there are times when women tend to hand us the rope. Right. Yes. And and, and there's there's something in that conversation that needs to be had about how men and women, especially people of color, love each other mm-hmm. um, yes. when it comes to our Absolutely. feelings. Absolutely. Uh, to, yes. to go on to the next example, um, again, I got a, I got a friend of mine. She's very educated, brilliant, beautiful young lady, very accomplished. Could not get her to go to therapy to save my life, right? Uh-huh. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're you're clearly hurting. This is what's going on. She says, I don't need nobody to tell me about me. Okay, all right, okay, I got you. Um, mm-hmm. Here's my thing, though, right? Let's let's think about the idea that we're all sitting in a car. Right, you have a mm-hmm. front windshield, a rear windshield. You have mm-hmm. a side mirror, a driver's side mirror. Um, you have a door window and a passenger door window, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's six different vantage points. You have windows all around you in this car. Let's think, let's let's imagine those windows as degrees, because for some reason, the more degrees people get, the less they think they need help. So right. let's imagine all those are degrees. Here's okay. the reality. Even if you've got six different points of view in that car, you still have a blind spot between your rear driver's door and your trunk. Amen. And unless you look around or you have some type of apparatus, you're not going to be able to see what's behind that, that driver's door and that trunk. That so we've point. learned mm-hmm. new techniques to be able to what? We look over our shoulder. We find we, right. we look a little bit longer to make sure ain't no car over there. Likewise, yeah. you can be as educated yeah. as you want to be. You can know all the stuff. You can be all kinds of spiritual. But sometimes you need to learn some new techniques to be able to help you yeah. find these blind spots that uh-huh. really can get you in yeah. an accident. Yep. Just it's just I it's too bad that People have this negative connotation on therapy, on health. Right. You know, it, it, it's just such a, a bad thing on health. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because it's like right now, everyone, especially with me working in the medical field, I hate to keep bringing that up, but you see it every day. 
the the doctors yeah. have anxiety, the nurses have anxiety, the patients have anxiety, the administrative staff has anxiety, everyone on the street has anxiety. No one knows the honest, the goodness, truth, the truth, and nobody knows what's going on. And then you have, in the midst of pandemic, you have mayhem <laughs> going yeah. on in the street. Right. So when do you get a chance to not just deal with your own shit in your house? <laughs> the shit that you should have dealt with from from get from jump. Right. Now you got to deal with now you got to deal with COVID shit. You got to deal with I'm black and I'm proud shit, and I mm-hmm. I can't carry that shit to my job because then they may fire me and I could be homeless shit. Mhm. So you so, just suck you it know, all up. You just suck it all up. And then as a man, God forbid your woman say, baby, what's wrong? You can't help me. Why are you asking me what's wrong? I, I got this. You, maybe you need to talk to somebody. I don't need to talk to nobody. So what you do, you grab a bottle. You grab a vice. Mm-hmm. But you trying to push away the help, not to say that the woman is the help, but she's offering you some leeway, some bridge. Somebody somewhere has offered you a bridge to help, but you have looked or identified that as a negative or a bad thing. When do mm-hmm. we stop doing that? That has to be learned. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I will also say, That's though, funny. because if we are being honest and forthcoming and truthful, we as women aren't always 100% um Oh hell no! There. Oh hell no! We're, We're not the worst one. We're the worst Yeah, because cause guess what? Oh, so you don't want to tell me what's wrong? Oh, it must be somebody else. Now right. we're just added on to the right. Oh yeah, yeah. Because see, now now um, Derek is you know me and Derek together. He's going through something, and he don't want to talk to me because I'm in house. I'm close to him, so I could possibly use that against him. So he mm-hmm. called Bree. And now mm-hmm. I'm pissed. Why you call her? Why you call right. her outside the house when I'm I'm here? So now I got <laughs> <Right>. a problem. <laughs> right. And that's a whole new problem. Look. That's a whole let me tell new you problem. Something. Let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put y'all up on some games. I'm going to tell you straight up. Don't think your man or, or whoever you dating has not tested your ability to, to throw stuff back at him. Mm-hmm. Because oh, hell yeah. it's the little stuff that we do, and we want to see, we'll do stuff. I've seen men do stuff to see how their woman react, and then they be like, oh, no, nah, I ain't about to tell her about that other thing then, because if she did that to this, then she's going to do that to this. Uh-uh, right. forget it. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, saw, I, I saw one dude tell his girl about somebody else, quote, unquote, right, and mm-hmm. he just made it up. I, I, and I knew he made it up because he told me about it earlier, so I knew he was making mm-hmm. some stuff up right here. So... I was, he was like, yo, and so-and-so happened, and blah, 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 blah. He just wanted to see what her reaction was going to be to right. somebody else. Mm. So once he saw her reaction, he was like, oh, no, nah, I ain't about to tell her about that, because that ain't going to go well. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. I'm not going to test her goat with that. <laughs> right, right. Or he'll listen about how you respond to other men crying, to other men mm-hmm. being frustrated, to other men, mm-hmm. how how your daddy used to talk to you about men. And even though he may be wrong, and this is where men screw up because we don't have this conversation with y'all a lot, we hear how you respond to other men, 
and some part of us assumes you're going to respond to us the same way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have the conversation yeah. that says, you know what, she it, it might be different for her to respond to me because she loves me. She cares about yeah. me. Yeah. She may respond to me differently, and that might be true, or it might not be. But a lot of men right. ain't willing to risk it. We'd rather be quiet yeah, and stew in our own juices than right. yeah. risk being hurt by the woman that we care about because the hurt from y'all is different from the, from the coworker at work. Right. Yes. That's that that's what? that uh, inability to address your fears openly. So go ahead. I'm sorry, right. Sabrina. Well, no, what I'm no, gonna you say is what we're gonna do is we're gonna you guys hold that thought right there. We are going to take a very quick commercial and then we're gonna bring Sam back up so that we can discuss all of this as a group. So you guys hold <laughs> on. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. <laughs> Are you interested in finding out just what men really think when it comes to the male perspective? Have you found yourself in a situation where his actions just don't make any sense? Well, I have the show for you. Tune in every Tuesday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to He Said What? on Blog Talk Radio, where the host, Simply Bree, invites a different male guest each week to have a real discussion with real questions. Yes, welcome, 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 welcome back. You guys have tuned into the Truth Serum, where today's topic is mental health awareness acting now. We have our guests, um, both Derek Brown as well as Sam Walker. I am your host, Simply Bree, and I got my girl, Tasha. Tasha, Tasha. Tasha's in the building as well. <laughs> If you guys want to chime in, if you got questions, you got comments, definitely hit up the line, 515-602-9647. Once again, Tasha, what's that phone number? 515-602-9647. You're so funny. He's like a commercial. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we got everybody in, and... What I'm going to do is I'm going to set it off with just a question, and we're going to go around and see how our um, opinions either are similar or different. So what are some ways that you guys feel you can improve life without breaking the bank? Starting with we'll – go with, we'll go with Derek. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, how, how we can improve life? Yes. Just in general, like that's such a general question. Um, without how can we bank. improve? I mean, you can go as deep as you want to. Yeah, I mean, come on. Well, I, you know, it's 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 you know, for for me, it's been about during the season. It's been about changing my my eating habits, right? It's been about building my immune system. It's been about you know, I realized that in this season of COVID, um. I'm spending a lot more time to myself, more than I, yeah, I even already was, and I'm an introvert. So um, mm. it's 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 been about realizing those things where I might need some improvement. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can spend eight hours a day chasing someone else's dream at work, and I spend little time chasing mine. So, mm. um, so when it comes down to it, for me, it's been about you know eating habits. What habits have I put in place? Because for me. I often say stuff like, oh, I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to learn Spanish. I want to do this. And I ain't done none of it. So <laughs> recently I've changed some of that. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? That's honest. It's about looking at myself. Seriously, yeah. 
I think this time it goes back to mentality, but I think every person on the planet can improve their life without breaking the bank by surrendering their ego. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. it's a it's a tough thing. There's so many layers to the ego, and once you kind of start to understand your ego, you're able to start surrendering it slowly. Um, that's something that I've been working on. Uh, understanding like what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, uh, trying to strengthen those weaknesses, and then going to people to help me do just that and not being afraid to ask for help. Because asking can lead to bank, to more bank, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, versus you mm-hmm. spending money. So, uh, yeah, I think surrendering right. the ego and understanding the process of doing that will help you out in the long run. Right. Nice. Okay. Dope. Dope answer. Nice. Tasha, you got to follow go, up behind Tasha. that, Tasha. Let's go. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since we are all at home, uh, six feet uh, away from everybody in isolation, uh, <laughs> Google and Alexa have been my friend, I'm just going to say, you know. Google and Alexa has brought me to YouTube, and I have become a YouTube fanatic. And I got to give shouts out to my sister because my sister watches YouTube more than she watches regular television, but mm. that's neither here nor there. Anyway. YouTube Academy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, sure. it's fine because now, now I'm telling you it has truly been very beneficial to my my inner self, my id, my my ego and my id. So I have been addicted to Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Sessions. If you haven't watched one, I'm going to get you, I'm going to need you to get on that. Because after you, you have such an aha moment after watching that. It's like a mixture of spirituality and self-help all in one. And it has, because I'm taking therapy now, um, that has truly helped me identify some things within myself. But going back and having some reflective moments uh, with the Super Soul session and just being able to write things down and identify what I see in me that needs growth, you know. So just like, you know, like I said, Google it. <laughs> Do some research, as we said in the back, you know. For the people in the background, your laptop works at home just as well as it does at work. So um, <laughs> just, you know, do some research. Search some things out. Amazon Books through Kindle, you can use Kindle on your laptop. You don't actually have to have a Kindle. And it's only like a dollar for true. some of these things that you can listen this to and read and, you know, learn how to meditate at home through YouTube. I'm just saying, yep. just, you know. Right. Get yourself together. Nice. <laughs> you have no excuse. You said super well, as, soul. As, as they say, super soul session. Okay. Might take a look at that. And, sure. and, right. and as they say, you know, uh, get yourself all the way together because now mm-hmm. is the time. It has never been the time before. If, if it has ever been the time before, now is the time. You have no excuse. And you said that's Oprah? Yeah, Oprah. 
Okay, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Oprah to go ahead and become a sponsor because you just dropped her name on this show and her I'm show. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna need her to come out the pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know she do need to come through, Get but I'm just saying. I'm just come saying. On, I, you know, I, I support. I support everybody. Everybody get a little piece of my quarter during this COVID. My twelve hundred. I done. I done branched off to all the black businesses that I can branch mm. off to. Okay. So you know, I don't know what the you businesses. do. I don't know what <laughs> you do. The businesses. Come on now. Everybody wants twenty five dollars for something, Lord Jesus. I'm just saying. So I've given all the twenty five dollars that I could give and all and all of the shipping and handling that I could give and I've supported and shared and like every page that I could share, support and like and, and, and repost that I can do. So <laughs> I'm giving Oprah her peace, and that's it. We ain't going to talk about her no more, okay? Yeah, you can't name drop Oprah. She ain't no sponsor. Okay. Okay. Well, I would say leaning onto your friends and family to contribute towards your happiness instead of anything else that would typically cost you money, such as buying yeah. alcohol buying cigarettes, right. um, spending money on food, spending money on retail therapy. Um, I feel like yeah. if you actually just take a minute and uh, just just be around those who have good energy, like surround yourself with that positive energy, it's going to not only recharge you, but it's going to recharge them as well. So it's a win-win. And you're building your relationships at the same time. So, I mean, you'll be surprised what a gathering with some cool people can really do to you. Case in point. Right. Me and Tasha are in a writing group. We're in a writing team. And so this past Sunday was my first time hosting at my house. And I was like, just, I couldn't wait for everyone. Like, Tasha, I went, I bought these curtains. I bought these pillows for the sofa. I mean, I really put together my living because I was so excited to have everybody over. And it was like once they got yeah. here, I was like, yeah, I can host game night at my house once a month. Like, right. I enjoy right. it because the energy is just there. The room yeah. is just full of positivity. So yeah. it gives you a natural high. So there's no need to drink. There's no need to smoke. There's no need to go out and shop. And spend money on stuff that you're really not you're not growing from. So yes. I would definitely yes. say lean towards your friends and your family. Work on those relationships. Bond, whatever issues you guys had, throw that out. Like time is short and we're all starting to see it now. Like if you've ever had yeah. any issues with anyone that you haven't been talking to in over a year, guess what? Be the be the adult. Put that behind you and reach out to them, hey, I love you, I miss you, and I was thinking about you. Be vulnerable for a change, you know? Be the bigger mm-hmm. person, yep. Right. Yep. So, yeah, be the um, bigger person. Yeah, we we definitely have to learn how to be, as we were speaking earlier with Sam, we need to learn how to be more accountable. Because when yeah. you are more accountable, that right there opens the doors for all types of blessings all types of knowledge, all types of growth. If you are not learning mm-hmm. something every day, at least one thing, are you really growing? Right. 
Okay, mm. I got a question. I got a question for the two of you. Uh, the three of you, my bad. Yeah, because I'm an okay, answer anyway. So, I know you're going to answer. Whatever. <laughs> In this pandemic, what have you found to be something that you can, that you need emotionally? Whether it's um, you need the truth, you need someone that's endearing, you need nurturing, you need closure, you need support. You, what is it something, or what, it could be one, it could be two, three, whatever. What is it that you find that right now you're in need of? That's deep. Derek? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let my man go first. Sam, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. All right, you went before. Sam, Sam, Sam. I'm sorry. Let's let's start with Sam. Sam, what is it that you are in need of? Um, man. Okay, so how can I answer this, man? I mean, it's so so many levels and layers to this shit. Uh, just pull okay. a couple out. Just. Pull right. a couple out. Okay. I got you. So, um, I did a ten day water fast, right? Nice. Where I did nothing but that was hard. nothing but water, so no calories at all, no food for ten Ooh. days, nothing but water. Crazy. And what and my my reasoning for do that or for doing it was because I I wanted to learn where this where like all of this fear that I've had for over the years and anxiety and all of this shit like stem from. Right? Um, and so I, I was able to kind of go back during meditation and just kind of doing self-therapy and shit. And I figured out my relationship with fear and my relationship with anxiety and my relationship with just a lot of negative emotion. And so once I brought that up to my family members, we started that opened up conversations about trauma. And so mm. I'm, I say all that to say, Understanding my relationship with trauma was the thing that I needed to know and and understand in order for me to become who I'm becoming. Um, that's Amen. not really an emotion. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's not that's an okay. emotion, but that's still something yeah, you that's, needed. That's something you needed. Facts. Facts. And, yeah. Um, I, I, I popped that. the lid. I popped the lid on the family because there's a lot of us that started to realize like our relationship with trauma. And how we have been dealing with it and what hasn't been working. And so we're slowly mm-hmm. figuring out what does work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Nice. Now, Derek, awesome. you got to follow up to that. See, you should have went uh, first. Yes, come on, Derek. You should have went first, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. I actually, no, for real, that's dope. I, I, really, I really commend Sam because a lot of people don't want to do that kind of work. And mm-hmm. yeah. the other step of being able to, to, to talk to your family about it is extremely hard. So a lot of people don't even bother, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I, mm-hmm. I commend them for that. That's dope. Um, one of the things that I've come with the, and the last, honestly, the last four or five days is the fact that I tend to doubt a lot of sometimes my own ability, Right. There was a time when uh, Bree would have invited me to a show, and I would have avoided it. I can't. I can't. You know, I'm sick. Yeah. I don't feel well. Uh, I got to, mm-hmm. you know, I would have sidestepped it. 
um, I just made mm-hmm. an agreement with myself over the past couple of years that whatever opportunity comes my way, I'm going to take it if I can. So yes. um, even over this past week, it's been different because I realized that I need, I'm still working on and still mm-hmm. working on accepting that a lot of the things that I was aiming for 10 years ago, I am those things at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't, nice. no. my, my main thing right now is embracing myself and everything that I bring with me and mm-hmm. and being confident in that. Because really, mm-hmm. I I really was trying to be the person that I am now five, ten years ago. Nice. And I and I'm so busy. I'm such in my brain. I'm such a move. Like I'm, Bree knows me. Like I'm always doing mm-hmm. something. Always mm-hmm. got something going on. Mm-hmm. Like my my off mm-hmm. hours are between two a.m. and seven a.m. in the morning. That's all I got. Cause I'm yeah. always doing something. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I'm right. always working right. on something. But I, right. I I came to the realization like you know you you are who you were trying to be five ten years ago. You need to embrace that. Slow down a little bit, smell the roses, and actually go out and do. You've been grinding so much. The grind mentality, though, doesn't give you room for pause and self-reflection. And so, you know, for me, it's been working on acceptance of self. Exactly. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Okay, Bree, so uh, you talked (laughs) all that smack. And now you got to follow up with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You know, they good. They good. So, um, I wrote mine down because I forget. Um, <laughs> now you got to freestyle. So I ain't have nothing but time to write. You got to freestyle. Right. I'm a freestyle. I had to write down my points. So what I need is I need for people to be more understanding of my emotions um, mm. and realize that I am not always as strong as I may appear, but that I am constantly growing. Um, there are going to be times where I'm going to be really sensitive and I may just cry at the drop of a dime for no apparent reason to them. There's going to be times where I may be short-fused and ready to react. Um, There's going to be times where I don't even want to be bothered. So if you call my phone, my phone is off. I don't want to be bothered. Um, But I need people to understand that it's nothing personal. I'm learning how to deal with myself and all of my emotions because I come from a background where I grew up bottling them because I felt like nobody really cared about how I felt or what I was going through. So to instead of mm-hmm. putting my burden on someone else, I just wouldn't say anything until I would burst. So wow. I'm learning now that that's not the solution and that it's okay. It's okay to be a bucket of tears, as my mom used to call me growing up. It's okay. It's it's fine to showcase emotions because as long mm-hmm. as I am able to recognize them, that's the first step. Once I recognize them, then I have to understand why it's happening. So I'm constantly growing. 
And like I said, I may come off to be super strong because I try to help others. That's that's just my thing. Like, whatever way you look at it, I love helping people. So I take on their burdens. And then I have no one to put my burdens onto. So it's dealing with all of those emotions. And sometimes to other people, it may not make sense, but it makes sense to me. So I just need people to be understanding of my emotions and not take it personal. Nice. And yeah. I and you know what? I understand that firsthand with you. I, I relate I relate totally with that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I identify completely. All right, so since I asked the question, I guess it's my turn to answer the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All right, so um what I need um uh, or what I found that I've needed was to let go. Um, let go of things that I've been holding on to, people, um, memories, even if I thought that I let them go and they come back, try to find out why they're there. What's the purpose of them coming back? Is it for me to learn something from it or do something about it instead of holding on to it? You know, oh, God, this happened to me so long ago. I'm just going to maybe I'm just going to hold on to it because it happened and it could happen again. No, 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 no. You've outgrown that. You're not that person anymore, you know, or no, you don't need to hold on to furniture that someone gave you a long time ago because they, they saw that you were in need and you needed it. You, it's okay to let it go. They're not going to be mad that you still have it and you want to mm-hmm. throw it away. You no longer need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I find yeah. that I, I right. hold on to things. So I really had a problem with letting go. So as I said in the beginning, it's in the trash. Everybody laughed at me. You know, people think you don't throw it away. Like, I have literally held on to it and I have putting myself in a mental crisis for holding on. Like, why would I hold on to this one blanket forever? This has been tattered. <laughs> the strings are falling apart. I can't wash it no more. What the hell am I holding on to it for? Nobody <laughs> wants this shit. Yeah. Don't you just gathering bacteria now. Right, right. It's fungus. Like... <laughs> Well, it's not fungus or bacteria in my house. It's clean. Listen, it's clean because I, I don't play. No, I'm just playing. But, it, it. but it's still, it still needs to go in the garbage. And the same is for people because I will hold on to somebody, and I'm just going to use Bree as an example. Say mm-hmm. me and Bree been friends for 15 years, and all of a sudden you're going through something, but whatever you're going through, you're not relying on me now. Instead of mm-hmm. me saying, it's okay for you to go through something, I don't need to know whatever that is, and when you're done, you will come back to me, mm-hmm. I hold on to something that has happened to me in the past and say, she has something against me. I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting her go, letting her go in her moment, whatever right. that mm-hmm. moment was, I'm, I'm still holding on. And then the yeah. other thing that I need is I need to be accepting of my own vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I refuse to be 
vulnerable in the presence of, period. It doesn't matter who, what, when, how often the situation, I just refuse to be vulnerable. For me to cry in the presence of someone, you know that I am really hurting. Even though at times I want to be just like Bree, I want to cry at the drop of a dime. But Mm -hmm. I used to cry all the time as a child, and I was picked on about it. So being picked on, I look back and reflect, and I'm like, I don't want to be picked on as an adult because I will fight you. Right. Look, I'm old enough to fight you now. (laughs) It's going to go down. It's not going to turn out like you think. So (laughs) I'm like, but you know what? I need to be okay to cry, to say, you know what? It hurt me. I need to address this hurt. I need to address this pain. I need to release it. And if releasing means cleansing by shedding some tears, I need to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And Man. and the the last thing is that I need to be accepting of being more than one type of person. I I, I have I I've allowed people to pigeonhole me to be um well educated, put together, strong type of person. When in actuality, there's more than one facet of me. And I want to be able to feel comfortable enough to show those different masks or images or impressions of me and be comfortable without worrying about somebody saying, well, that's not who you are. That's not what you do. But but it is. Mm -hmm. It's me, for real. Like, uh, that, that is all me. Like, I just saw something that says, um, she's sugar and spice and everything nice, and I'm sage and hood, and I wish a motherfucker would. And that's me. I'm sugar <laughs> and spice and everything nice, and I'm sage and hood and wish a with you know. What I'm, saying? I'm just I'm all of that, and I want I want everybody to know that those are both sides of me. And you, depending on which way you push me or the wind blow, you may get one or both. Just be prepared. That's um you know, and I need to be okay with that because I'm like I was so used to showing people sugar and spice. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Anyway, yeah. that's me. Mm, girl. So, um where people where can the people find you, fellas? You know, it was very nice and informative yes. to talk to you. We enjoyed ourselves to the fullest, at least I know that I did. I and know I, would I like did. To too. have my followers or our followers follow you and see what you do and what you got going on in your platform. So, you know, tell the people. Okay. Uh, this time, uh, Sam, right, Sam, go ahead. You want me to go first? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Sam, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yo, you can you can follow me on Instagram. That's the only thing social media that I have. Uh, Sam Walker Inspo is the name uh, for my Instagram page. Uh, I'm a public speaker, and I just now reaffirmed my love for writing. Mm, and nice. during COVID, I, I'm on my second book right now, publishing my first and finishing up my second book. Mm-hmm. So my goal is to do another book and, and have three and release them all at one time. So if you want to follow that, nice. come holler at your boy. Fucking inspo. So. Nice. I appreciate it. Cool. All right. And hey, Mr. Derek, where can we find you? 
That's dope. You can find me on Instagram at d.b.authentic. Uh, you can find me there. At this point, I've been inspired by uh, both Sam and Bree uh, mm-hmm. to do a little bit more. And like I said, a lot of a part of myself is um, accepting my abilities and being able to walk in that light. So um, there's more down the pipeline. But for the moment, you can find me at DB Authentic on Instagram. Nice. nice. Wonderful. Hello. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So we want to really, I, 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 I'm not going to say we, I'm going to stop speaking French, but I really want to thank you guys for coming on and giving your truth and being honest and being vulnerable with us ladies and allowing us to learn something about the male species because it's important. It really is important. So, For sure, man. Um, I appreciate y'all. I, I, I want you guys or everyone listening to follow me and Bree on Instagram, and that is underscore simply Bree underscore for Miss Bree. And for myself, that's no underscore one underscore you know, so no one you know. And also make sure you download each episode and follow the He Said What station on Blog Talk Radio for giveaways and the latest discussions every Thursday, or excuse me, every Wednesday from 8 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, where there will be a new episode with different questions and different guests. Tune in every week. Thank you. Good night, guys. Good night. Got a new job, everyone excited. I was way happier just getting fired. Peace of mind, what I need ain't nothing like it. Can't get a peace of mind long as I'm around. Everybody worried about a job they hate. Gotta let them know that it ain't going down that way. We be chilling on the block. Kool-Aid dreaming about vacations on a yacht. Five boats coming, we be looking at the cops. The block is hot. You know what's coming next. Patty wagon in the cot. They want to say something. They'll put us on the What is we paid for the eight hours a day minimum wage? The government administer slaves on a grave ship. Try and get the fuck out my grave. Gotta work twice as hard as a nigga's game.